When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Success to Significance. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis, and today I'm really delighted to have this special guest with us today because we both had the opportunity to speak on a Christian Woman's Summit and uh, a couple of months ago, and that's how we met. And I just want to be able to spread the word and reached out to all the speakers and said, let's get you on our podcast. Let's continue to, you know, expand your presence and your influence in the marketplace. So with that, I want to introduce you to Lisa Vanderquok, and she is joining us from Alberta, Canada. Let me give you a little bit about Lisa. Um, she's a certified executive spe um, speaking coach and growth strategist. Um, she trains women, executives, entrepreneurs, influencers, and highly motivated corporate leaders um, to share their expertise through a powerful message so that they can make an impact on their income. She, uh, by implementing her power message framework, which is what we're going to be talking about uh, today, she founded Speak to Transform Academy, the only online speaker training platform exclusively for Christian women speakers. Um, often she is referred to as the transformational catalyst and the communication expert. Um, she has a customized one to two day training for organizations. So if you're with an organization and you're the leader and would like to have her come in, or if you uh, go belong to a company or an organization or association, we'd like to have her come in and speak to your group. Um, she's open for that opportunity. Uh, she is a speech language pathologist and uh, studied linguistics, which uh, as soon as you said that, my daughter-in-law did too. Cool. So I, I, made, I made sure that when I read that, oh boy, I have to be really careful about my words today. Because <laughs> I do tend to uh, fumble them up quite a bit, and I know that's a linguistic thing. So without further ado, Lisa, welcome to the show. We are so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you so much, Jen. What an honor. And yes, it was such a joy to share the stage with you on another summit. And I look forward to our conversation today. Yeah. Okay. So let's start um, from the beginning, you know, because whenever someone says that they're a speaking coach, I think, okay, so how did you become a speaker if there wasn't a coach before? So it's sort of the chicken <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> right? So how did you get into this and uh, start, start uh, helping people with speaking? 
Well, that's a great way to put a chicken or the egg, which one came first. Well, I actually started out when I was, if you'd know me in my 20s, you would have seen someone who was deathly afraid of public speaking. So speaking was not something that I was drawn to, but yet it was something that I that I felt drawn to by by the Lord in terms of my desire to impact people's lives. But I struggled with it in terms of actually doing it. Mm. So I found myself in a situation, one, when I became a speech language pathologist, I, I was expected to do presentations. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing is, um, I was also married to a pastor and we were yeah, working in campus, campus ministry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I found myself and the, you know how it is sometimes when you feel insecure about something, but people around you see something in you yeah. that, that you don't see. Well, that was kind of where it was at for me and that where my husband and other people just kept pulling me forward and say, hey, you need to speak. You're called to speak. And so I would just step into these opportunities. But I came face to face with the reality that I was just stuck. I I was paralyzed many times when I would be asked to speak. And so it through my own personal transformation, you know, I, I was reminded of a time in my life when through traumatic experiences where I made a decision that it wasn't safe to speak. And that was kind of that belief was holding me back, mm. even though my heart was yearning to speak and to make a difference. Yeah. My mind was was blocking me because it was saying, no, 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 no it's not safe. So as I began to understand that, what was holding me back and engage in my own personal transformation, I started to speak. I learned how to speak. I fell down many, many times and <laughs> did lots of things wrong. But over the years, and then I came to a place where it was really a pivotal time for me where I, I royally bombed. I just royally bombed. I was invited to speak and give a 60-minute message. And when I got to there, you know how conferences often, I know you're doing a, a uh, an online summit or online training this week, and uh, sometimes things get behind, right? Sometimes yeah. maybe a speaker goes over, things go on. Well, this is what happened at this particular event where they just got really behind. And so when it was my turn to speak, the event organi organizer comes up to me, she said, Lisa, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to cut your time in half. Ah, <laughs> so I don't know what you would have done in that moment, uh, but especially if you were a, you know, a new speaker, someone who was just starting out, I did probably what most would have done is I took my notes. So here I was having to now condense my 60 minute message down to 30 minutes. I took my notes, I stood up and I spoke as fast as I could. To get, to get all 60 minutes in and 30. <laughs> to get out all the content that I had prepared. Because, you know, my mindset was I'm here yeah. to deliver information. I'm yeah. here to deliver. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, at the end, I looked up and I realized that I had completely lost my audience. And I, I just was so embarrassed. In fact, the <laughs> event organizer couldn't even look me in the eye. And I never, and I never got called fault, right? <laughs> it wasn't your fault. But here's the thing. From that experience, I almost gave up. I said, you know what? Maybe I'm not cut out for this. I just don't know how to do this. I just, and in the midst of that, I, I met someone who was a coach and helped me in the journey of understanding that speaking, actually the few things here is that I had to understand was that speaking was only 
10% talent. Mm-hmm. So even people who are naturally talented won't go as far if they don't develop skills and it's 90% skill development. So she said, you can become a great speaker if you're willing to learn the skills. And the yeah. other thing I had to learn was that speaking was not about me, but was about my audience. Mm-hmm. And so from that time on, I began to work with coaches and learn and develop and grow. And uh, later on, I actually started my own business, felt called to start my own business as a life coach at the time, because I'd been certified as a life coach. And I found that a lot of my clients were asking me how to coach them in speaking because of my journey. Right. And the transformation that had happened in my life, because I, I literally went from being terrified to speak to today, now training women to speak yeah. because of you know the process that I went through. And it just kind of evolved from there. And so I slowly began to just focus on speaking coaching. And then I, I met one of my mentors who years ago, who actually is one of the 19, he was the 1999 world champion of public speaking at Toastmasters. His name is Craig Valentine and Les Brown, I know is one of the uh, mm-hmm. Toastmasters uh, champions as well. We mentioned him off stage here. Uh, and he actually became my coach later on. And then I actually became certified as a speaking coach through him, through his, his organization. And uh, that just kind of, that was over 10 years ago now. So that's kind of how my journey started. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about that journey and, you know, of course uh, there've been several stages where, where things have been cut short or your time, you know, your time was moved up and you maybe weren't as ready because you Mm -hmm. were thinking that you would make some comments about the preceding speaker. And now that preceding speaker is going after you. So now you're going, ah, what do I have to remember to say this other one? And, you know, then I think that's where the professional speaker comes in is the the ability to be agile and twist things around and, and move things around. And, and, you know, in my mind, um, because I have an engineering mindset, you know, as I just, I just recompartmentalize compartmentalize everything. And that's usually how I, you know, get through any of the, that adversity and, and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I call it winging it. It's not, but when, when you have, you know, set topics that you're going to be discussing, you can pull any of them out and insert them. And to me, you know, internally, I think that's winging, but I know it isn't because I know my stories. I know mm-hmm. that I could tell one story after another, after another, or yeah. I could tell a story and, and then give some semantics, you know, in between. And I think that that's where, you know, real professionalism comes in. So, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on on the show, and we were talking about this in the green room, is that so many business owners and entrepreneurs and salespeople and HR people and managers, you know, they have and, and pastors, right? Your husband, um, they have to, you know, speak to people. They have to speak to groups. They might be in a networking group, or they might be asked to share something because they have a charity, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they have only minutes to speak sometimes, but we can talk about the framework first and then we can dive this down because, you know, you bring out your story of, Hey, it's not 60 minutes. It's now 30. And we don't fill that 30 with the 60 minute contact. We have to content. We have to figure out where we have to take out. So tell us a little bit about, and because I think a lot of people aren't doing 60 minute speeches. I think they're doing 15 or 20 minute speeches. So mm-hmm. How do we start at some level to create that framework? And then how do you know what to take out? Mm. Is it 
you know, 50 sentences? Is it, you know, in this one segment, or do you segment everything into five minute blocks or 10 minute blocks? So give us some idea on how yeah. we get started on the larger training class or speaking event. And then we'll dive down into now you only have five minutes to say something about yourself. You certainly cannot do 60 <laughs> minutes in five. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Things have become shorter. And I think that that is something, a skill that everyone needs, speakers need to really adjust to. And and from my experience, that was one of the things that I had to learn to do was adapt on the fly mm -hmm. and actually became my, it's almost like my superpower. People would call, call me because they knew, oh, Lisa can fill in like that. And she can, <laughs> because I, I had to learn it. And, and it, again, it came from my, my coach, Craig Valentine, who said, you know, don't just get ready, stay ready, mm. and which is, which is kind of like what you were talking about. I mean, if you think about a trained singer, mm -hmm. they have certain repertoire of songs that they may do a lot, but maybe on one occasion, they're just going to do one verse of the song that they have practiced over and over. And they've sung many times, depending right. on the situation, right. And the time frame. And it is actually the same for speaking. So you're absolutely right about that is people who can wing it the best are actually people who have just been prepared, mm -hmm. right? Who've, who've, who've done the work and had prepared. And the other part of that too, Jen, I find is that having clarity as to what is your core message that you are meant to deliver. And there's different components of that message that you can bring out at different times. But a lot of times, a lot of I work a lot with women speakers. They tend to recreate a message for every situation they get into, which which creates one, they're not known for any particular area, but two, it creates a lot of stress and and it actually weakens the impact because Very they don't own that. They don't own it. It just mm -hmm. becomes, oh, this person asked me spoke on speak on this topic. So I'm going to create a message on that rather than saying, okay, how can my core message fit into that topic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know what, honestly, that's a really, really good point. I'm uh, preparing for a real estate uh, summit next week. And um, and uh, I had given them a topic, okay? Um, and it's called Five Keys to Rapid Success. And I had given them a topic, which this is my uh, quick signature speech, right? If I'm, if I'm gonna, I don't need a PowerPoint, I can just talk it if I need to, but I have a PowerPoint. And, um, and then uh, uh, I started saying, well, given what's happening with inflation and this, that, and the other, I think I'm gonna talk about the market and some methods and some mindset and don't hibernate, but accelerate, you know, <laughs> I started, started talking about that put my presentation together and I got uh, the, the uh, flyer that came out, right. That said, you know, here's who's speaking and here's your topic and here's your time, which they hadn't told me that was another issue, but um, here's your topic. And it said five keys to rapid success. And I go, Oh, that's not what I built. I forgot that I had given them that title. Right? But ironically, I was talking to them about five things. I had challenges and mindset, mindset, the market methods and uh, momentum, right? So I had these five things and I'm like, well, those are my five keys to success this time. Exactly. <laughs> well done. Well done. Exactly. Uh, so I modified it this morning. It took me all of 10 minutes and I'm like, yeah, this is easy. This is fine. I'm still going to talk about what I talk about. They don't know what those keys were. Exactly. 
Exactly. That's exactly yeah. it, right? Yeah. But it comes down to like, and, and part of the power of of what you become known for, the impact is is you you have a core message and there's certain elements of that that are yours to bring. Mm-hmm. And you might adjust how you deliver that depending on the situation, depending on the the time frame, all those things. But yeah. just going back to your question about how to how to, what is a framework? You know, one of the things that is most neglected when people write their message, whether it be five minutes or 60 minutes, is they forget to ask themselves this question. And it's, what do I want my audience to take away? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I want my audience to think, feel, or do differently as a result of hearing my message or experiencing me as a speaker? Right, right. And when you answer that question, it gives you clarity as to, okay, how do I, how do I help them have that takeaway? Because again, speaking is not about me as a speaker. It's about my audience. What is it they're going to take away? That's going to create some shift in their mindset, mm-hmm. some something that's going to help them overcome a problem, whatever it might be. I'm there to deliver something that's going to add value to their life. And so as a speaker, when we talk about a framework, that's the first thing is asking yourself that question. And then the answer to that question dictates what you're going to say, what point. So what points do they need to know or what details do they need to know in order to have that mm-hmm. takeaway? Now, the other thing is that to not focus so much on giving information, but about transformation. Yeah, I've heard that too. Not information transformation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to have content. We need to have mm-hmm. content, but how can we use that content and make a, a deeper connection with our audience so that they feel like you're speaking to to them, that you they un, that you understand them, that mm-hmm. you you know maybe some of what they're experiencing. And so part of that is doing the homework, obviously, mm-hmm. to understand who you are speaking to, but mm-hmm. also in the message that you're meant to deliver, you you are going to speak to the ones that are meant to hear your message. So here's something I always say is like, you can't speak to everyone. Mm-hmm. You have to speak to one because if yes. you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in our messaging, we are, again, as a speaker, I, I see this a lot where where speakers are just talking to everyone and not wanting to leave anyone out. But in doing so, you're actually creating this surface communication instead of a a personal communication. So give us an example of that because I I think I know what you're talking about because, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously I've seen lots of speakers (laughs) and, you know, as I'm traveling and speaking on various stages. Um, so give us an example of something they might say that would be that sort of a trigger that says, yeah, they're speaking to everyone. Mm. So a very common one is when speakers say, how many of you Mm. now what that seems okay at the surface, but what about if I switch that to say, have you, have Mm -hmm. you ever, and the difference is this Mm -hmm. is that how many of you creates a group response? How many of you, right. Raising your hand. Yeah. Right. How many of you, how many of you have ever seen this, done this? And people say, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I said, have you ever, 
then immediately the brain goes into reflecting on a moment in time. Yeah. So then it becomes a personal connection. Right. So the singular you compared to the plural you is one right. very, very simple way of making that personal connection and speaking to the one. Wow. That's really, that's really, really powerful. Yeah. And I, and I've, uh, you know, when you're doing this, I'm thinking how many times have I said, how many of you, and I have it, but I have said, have you as well? Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about, um, but, uh, yeah. And I think there's a, there's an, uh, for me, there's an oscillation between the two. Um, is that okay though? You know, because there is some, some of that where you want to get, you know, I actually have a coach who uh, stands on stage and says, how many of you want to make money? And handful raise their hand. How many of you want to have fun doing it? A handful raise their hand. How many of you want to uh, change the world, right? And how many of you want a, a, a systematic approach to getting there? Because he's trying to collect everybody with the different personalities. Sure. Right. And I think it's really powerful, but I'm just wondering if he could change that to, you know, um, some other way. And I'm not sure how it would be because it'd be, you know, have you ever wanted to make money? Have you ever wanted to have fun? Have you ever wanted to change the world? I think he could probably change it to something like that. Yeah. Or who wants to make money? Who <clears throat> wants to change? The right. World? Yeah. So it depends. Like there, if you want a universal or, or a group response, then use that. Yeah. But if you, if you're wanting to engage people at a level where they began to reflect and because one of the things is you can't have connection without reflection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to, at some level throughout your message, have your audience reflect on what they're hearing. To, in order uh, to respond. In order to respond, in order to see how it actually relates to their life, whether mm -hmm. it's true for them. Because mm -hmm. if they don't, if they don't buy into the problem, if they don't see, for example, as them having an issue with something or a problem that you may be addressing, if they don't buy into that, they're not going to buy into the, the cure. Right. Know, in right. that Cause they don't think they're sick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's huge. Okay. So in the time that we have left, cause man, time's just flying. Um, so, you know, having some kind of framework, and I know you have more to say about framework, I'm sure there's much more to say about it, um, but at least starting off with that, you know, and making sure that it's this personal, you know, approach to it. And, you know, and I think that's very important too, especially for those that are just starting, you know, presenting or training or speaking, you know, they're just starting out with this is that they don't have to be everything to everyone, yeah. that if they just speak to a handful of people in the room, you know, and start from the end in mind, I think that that's a great way to start. Yeah. What, what about if you have five minutes, you know, mm -hmm. I was showing, sharing with you behind, um, you know, behind stage here that we, you know, that, uh, you know, I asked the question to some people that are in this, the summit that I'm having right now. And I said, okay, if you only had five minutes and I'm not teaching about speaking, but I'm saying, if you only had five minutes to present something, what would you present? And they immediately went into, hi, my name is, I work for this company and we have really good products. <laughs> and, and I said, but so if you only had five minutes, <laughs> to talk that's yeah. what you would talk about there's nothing about you in there you know mm -hmm. about why someone would want to connect with you and you're already pitching a product so what do we need to be doing in a five or ten minute quick opportunity great question yes so one of the things 
is that uh, you talked about earlier in terms of segmenting or compartmentalizing. You do want to, when you create a message, to be able to chunk it so that there's pieces that you can pull out. And so, for example, your points could be a message in and of themselves. You, mm -hmm. If you only have five minutes, pull out one of those. But then it's how you present that. Always have something on the front end that captures the attention. Mm -hmm. It's been, and I think it's getting shorter now. Attention spans are are getting less like, and less. seconds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> less than a goldfish. Yes. <laughs> but in that first seven to 30 seconds, you have to capture, create curiosity, capture the attention for, it's to give your listener a reason to stay engaged. Mm -hmm. Most often, like what you just described, we start off with these what are called niceties. Mm -hmm. They're expected. Mm -hmm. And if they're expected, we zone out. Yeah. So yeah. from a from an audience point of view, you want to start off with something that's going to be either a question or somewhere in the middle of a story that's kind of like, you know, how when we when you watch movies and it starts off with this climax moment. Yeah. yeah. And it makes you think, oh, I wonder how they got there or what happened before. Right. That's what you want to do when you're speaking is you want to enter in at a moment of a story where it's going to capture that attention. And then you're going to, you know, obviously you want that to be in alignment with whatever your message is. So what I'm saying is you want to pull out one point. Now, again, this is something that I learned from my coach is for every 10 minutes of speaking, you only want to make one point mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how you illustrate that point. Cause, cause here's the thing, Jen, you and I know as speakers is, I can give you lots of information. I can even be really charismatic in the moment. But if you walk away from that message and you remember zero of what I said, then I have failed. Because yeah. really it's not about in the moment, it's afterwards. Mm -hmm. What does Is there a way to help people remember to stick in their brain something that you said that's going to... <clears throat> excuse me, not just serve them then, but later on. Yeah. And so that's part of the process of how you, how you illustrate, how you deliver that, that point so that it's remembered and it's also has an impact long after you finish speaking. So I would say have, have the, the point, if you're having five minutes, no, you have a one, one sentence opener, your point, and then a closer. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the idea that you said about stories. You know, often um, I've started mine with stories and, and one of the things that I learned is to start the story in the middle. I hear, I hear so many people say, would it be okay if I told you a story? And I go, no, don't tell them the story. Um, so mine, and I'm not going to do my story, but for example, mine starts off with there I was standing outside of the restaurant, walking what I call the con the concrete balance beam on the phone with my client while my family was in the restaurant, creating memories, laughing and having a good time. Mm. And that, you know, has been one of the stories that I've started off with. Uh, I don't know how many, how many times, right? Because that was a trigger for me. That was a tipping point for me to get into what are the five keys to have rapid success? Because I'm tired of standing outside of this restaurant and watching my life inside through a window. Mm. Beautiful. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. And it's not, um, so we went to dinner and then, you know, I got a phone call. It's there I was. 
yet again. <laughs> right. Um, so I love that. So I just want to give an example of what I do and get your feedback. Mm -hmm. So you said it was great. So that's good. Yay. But yeah, you're absolutely good. right. You want to start yeah. in a moment where it's going to create curiosity of like, yeah. oh, where were you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Why were you that. outside talking on the that. phone? <laughs> yeah. Well, now I've heard, I have a question too. So, you know, since we're just talking about these five things that I keep bringing up, I've also heard people say, you know, I have five things, but I only have enough time for one today. So I'm going to tell you the five, but, and then I'm going to talk about the one. How do you feel about that as opposed to just talk about one thing and not reference that it's part of five? I I agree because people's mind will, if you say that in the front end, inevitably people will be going to oh, oh I wonder about the other one and mm -hmm. and they may not fully engage so if you start off with just doing one and then maybe at the end you say hey if you want this might be part of the call to action if you want yeah. a that outlines four more of these then then that becomes a call to action but yeah I agree with you I wouldn't do it on the front end okay yeah I've heard I've heard it both ways yeah <laughs> all right so what advice do you give to someone who just got a new job just took on a new role um just got their first speaking gig <laughs> right it's the first time um that they I mean they've probably spoken here and there but I mean it's the first time that it's like oh I've arrived now I have to be very professional mm -hmm. what advice do you have for them from a mindset perspective to be able to get through it Mm, well, you know, the first thing, that's a great question. And I, I, I wish more people were thinking along those lines in terms of the first job and everything. But really, it's focus on building their confidence. And that starts with your posture. That starts with your body. It starts with under, believing that what you have to say is going to be received. Because if you're not confident as a speaker, it's going to show in your body language. It's going to hear you. They're going to hear it in your voice. It's going to show up. And 93% of our communication is nonverbal, right? Non-words, right? So mm -hmm. understanding that the words only play a small role in our communication. Our voice plays a huge role, 38%. Mm -hmm. in conveying the emotion, conveying the energy. And of course, to understand that speaking is about energy transference in many ways in, in helping to really engage people, inspire. And then of course, your body language is 55%. So really becoming aware of that, I would say, take a course, <laughs> hire a coach or whatever you need to do, yeah. not only to learn how to, to speak and put together a concise message, but also to build your confidence in all these areas so that when you step into that, you already are tilting the odds in your favor. What I mean by that is that studies have shown over the years that the factors that influence your listener's perception of you to see you as confident and credible are based on those three things I just mentioned, your words, your voice, or the sounds that you make, and then your body image, your your body language, your physical right. intelligence, they call it. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, uh, there was a, I used to tell my daughter this all the time. She's the one who always says it. I don't say it as often anymore, but dress for the position you want. So it's, it's almost like, you know, um, hold yourself and carry yourself for the position you have. And that's yeah. being at the front of the room. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. even the, even the very simple fact <clears throat> of, of learning how to have good posture when you're mm -hmm. speaking 
what it does, it actually releases hormones that make you feel happy and confident. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just, you know, that, that same thing with when you dress and you feel comfortable in your clothes, you're going to feel confident. But so I would say record yourself, get used to listening to yourself. If you have lots of fillers, learn how to how to eliminate those fillers because they have a negative impact on your on your listener, both <laughs> your body fillers or your vocal fillers. So I would say, yeah, just just kind of become aware, become aware of what you're doing that may may you may need to make some adjustments and or hire a coach or learn how to improve. Yes, I think that's beautiful. It's so funny. Years ago, I kept saying, you know, you know, you know. And as soon as I dropped, you know, I had right, right, right. And as soon as I dropped right, I had something else to replace it. So I don't think it's, it's. I think it's something that we are learning all the time. We pick up some of this these vernaculars or these responses, for example, like. Yes. So big for all of us. I hear all kinds of speakers mm-hmm. talking talking in that in that manner and I really really work on it but I when it happens I just let it go because it's just part of our culture now it's so hard to reduce uh those types of you know those types of conversations so um all right so how do people get a hold of you they're saying okay I need to talk to you I need to get my act together what is the best way that people can get a hold of you uh, the best way is go to lisav.tv. It's my YouTube channel and you can see speaking tips there, but also you can connect with me there. Uh, my name is is a longer, is harder <laughs> to spell. So <laughs> that's Lisa the easiest v. way. TV. Okay. So I want to make sure that we, we have that in the show notes and, and um, can do, you know, do that. Is there anything that you'd like to offer to the listeners that they could get to start before they reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. I actually have a, a few free trainings. One is actually a masterclass that I run regularly. It's called Speak and Prosper. Oh and yeah, it's called speakandprosper.live. Or if you go to speakergift.com, it'll take you there as well if it's easier. But that is that's a a good way to get introduced to how do you actually speak with greater confidence and prosper as a speaker. When I say prosper, I mean really have that impact, be able to leverage speaking opportunities to attract the ideal client, to grow your business, all those things. So I find that that, because speaking now is, is no longer just an add-on it's, it's no longer, it's an essential for any, anybody really. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're an entrepreneur, professional, you have to learn how to communicate more effectively in order to go to higher levels of fulfillment and success. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's why I, you know, have been mentioning throughout this whole time is just, you know, maybe you're in HR and you need to deliver something to HR. It's still, you know, to a group of um, employees and that's still speaking. I think that that's where people think that they aren't speaking in front of people, but we do all the time. (laughs) We're speaking in front of people all the time. Yeah. So, well, Lisa, thank you so much for giving us all these beautiful uh, pieces of wisdom and ideas 
ideas. And I know we've just touched the surface. And I so I would encourage everybody who's listening, please go to lisav.tv. That's her YouTube channel and learn a little bit there and go to speakergift.com and make sure that you um, attend one of her classes, find out what it's all about. I love that you have a couple of ways that people can engage with you without taking that step if they're nervous at this point. Mm -hmm. And so it's very akin to what you went through is just sort of dabbling in it for a little bit. But if you are someone who's just really struggling with the success on your stage, definitely get in touch with Lisa directly. And I'm sure she will help you with, um, you know, with anything that you need help with to ensure that you have a very successful presentation. So with that said, Lisa, is there any quote you'd like to leave us with? Uh, I just want to say thank you, Jen, for having me on today. What, what a pleasure to have this conversation. And I just want to encourage everyone that no matter where you're at today, if you know that you're called to speak and you are in situations where you need to speak, that I want to encourage you that you can become a great speaker if you are willing to learn and be coachable. So I know that uh, this is just the beginning and so I want to encourage you to step into that first step and see where it takes you. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you again, Lisa, for joining us today. And everyone else, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen in. We hope that you got something from today and that you take some action to improve mm -hmm. your life and move yourself into the next level and break through that ceiling that you have of the fear of speaking. Uh, and again, I want to say thank you for subscribing and please take just a quick moment to scroll down on your phone, give us a great five-star rating and write some beautiful comments about Lisa so that she gets that feedback as well. And we will catch you next time on success to significance. Have a great, great blessed day. You've been listening to success to significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact loved this episode be sure to subscribe right now at www.genduplessis.com s2s for more stories strategies and thoughts to help you gain significance and success and if you like what we're doing don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible join us next week for another breakthrough episode thank you for listening